I'm your host, Aero Kopak, and you're listening to the podcast MP3, Mastering Personality, Perspective, and Productivity. So when I warned you all that this podcast would be real and raw, this episode is going to demonstrate some of why I said that. I'm going to share with you in this episode a little bit about how I became a coach who focuses on limiting beliefs work. And I'm going to dive into a little bit about my journey with selfishness. That's about the most I'm going to tell you up front before just diving deep in. My journey in becoming a coach started long ago. Don't even really know where to begin with that one, I suppose. As since I said in the introductory episode, I am an old soul. So perhaps in some ways, it was always meant to be my journey. But a turning point, a point in time that I identify as life-changing was when I had my limiting beliefs exposure moment. For those of you who don't know what limiting beliefs is, essentially it's a deep-rooted subconscious belief that creates a mental pattern that keeps you trapped. An example would be, I don't want to let my family down, so I continue on the same path, even though that path is not serving me and keeps us stuck where we don't want to be. But I'm afraid to change because if I do, I might let them down. And it, it creates a cycle, if you're following that. Uh, it creates a cycle of keeping you stuck where you are instead of on a path to growth or path of discovery or whatever else it is that you might want. So they're called limiting beliefs because they limit you. They keep you trapped. When I was exposed to my limiting belief, I was shocked. I won't keep you hanging. I'll go into the story. So I was exposed to a limiting beliefs coach whom I hope to have as a guest on this podcast at some point. And we were in a workshop actually with a room full of people that I worked with. And I was paired up. We were going through the exercises and we were struggling through, but working through it. And the coach came over to my pair. The coach came over to us and he started going through the questions with me directly and intensely going through the process. What I brought to this workshop was a communication challenge. So I had been experiencing some frustrations at work where people were assuming I had some negative intentions. And this actually really hurt me. I might say it hurt my heart because when I found out what they thought or found out what intentions they thought I had, it broke my heart because I thought, how could you think that of me? That's so clearly not my intention. That's not at all who I am. That's not what I'm about. I would never have that intention. I honestly don't remember what negative intention it was anymore. I just remember it was a negative intention. And I was really hurt by it, but I didn't know what to do about it. To me, it was so obvious that that's not the truth. How could they think that? You might relate to this in some way where for you, the perspective, the truth is so clear. How could someone else not see it? How could they misinterpret that? So I was struggling with this. And when this workshop came up, I was really hesitant to bring it to the table because I knew 
in my gut, I knew it was going to be a sensitive one. And I knew I was emotionally not over it. I was still emotionally hurt by it. But I wanted answers. So I brought it to the workshop. I also probably knew that there was something I was doing or creating because when if one person assumed a negative intention, that could be just one person's opinion. But when two or three people assume a negative intention that isn't true, that's when I acknowledged that it was a trend. There was something I was doing, something I was saying or not doing or not saying that was causing them to have that perception of me, to assume those negative intentions. The common denominator was me. So I had to accept that it was a trend and that it was likely a trend I had created, but I had no idea how. To me, it was just so inaccurate. How could it be from me? But the trend didn't lie. So I brought it to the workshop. And what I brought to the workshop was these people assuming I had negative intentions. Well, the limiting beliefs coach, great as he was and is, went through with me digging in deep with where, how that trend came to be. And what he got down to was, through the line of questioning, people were assuming that I had negative intentions because I wasn't sharing my intentions with them. And if you know anything about people, we just tend to assume the negative. When we don't know, we assume the negative. So keep this in mind in your communications with people. If people are assuming incorrectly, that's human nature. We just gravitate towards the negative. It's how our minds work. And even though I hadn't studied this at the time, just kind of knew that about human nature. So when the coach asked me, why are people assuming negative intentions? My response was, because I wasn't telling them. So you see, people are assuming negative intentions because I wasn't revealing my intentions to them. We continued down the line of questioning. The reason I was not revealing my true intentions to them was because I was afraid that if I did fully reveal my intentions to them, they would see a selfish component. We're all human, right? So we all have a selfish intention within our intentions. It's just human nature. I mean, if we didn't, we wouldn't survive. We must self-serve in order to survive. But we don't have to self-serve at the expense of others. That's the catch. So much of the content and the inspiration for this podcast came from the wisdom that was drawn out from my clients as well as friends. If you have some inner wisdom that you know needs to be drawn out for you to act upon, discover, clarify, go to harnessyourhindrance.com and fill out the form to have a free coaching session. Let's get back to tapping into mastering your perspective. So back to the line of questioning. People were assuming negative intentions because I wasn't fully revealing my intentions to them because I was afraid that if I did, there would be a selfish component to those intentions that they would see. And if they did see a selfish component to my intentions, then that meant I was just like my biological father whom I viewed as the epitome of selfishness, and that was my greatest fear in the world. <sighs> when I realized that, it was so deep-rooted and so covered up, I had no idea it was there. It was completely subconscious. So when that came out, 
I had to run out of the room because I worked with those people and the, the waterworks were coming on strong. The waterworks were coming on strong because it was a revelation that I was shook by. And also, I didn't think I had any negative repercussions from my history with my biological father anymore. I thought I had let all of that go and healed from all of that. But it turned out, even though I had healed in the ways of I didn't hold anger towards him anymore and I had let that past go, I was completely unaware that my fear of being anything like him or being seen as anything like him was ruling me in such a powerful way subconsciously. I had no idea that my communication challenges with my coworkers in that time was coming from a fear of being anything like my biological father. That was mind-blowing to me. That was my limiting belief. A fear of selfishness. A fear of being seen as selfish more accurately, which meant a fear of being anything like my father. What I've learned through limiting beliefs coaching is that our minds are not rational. Our thoughts are rarely logical. And we oftentimes, way more often than we realize because of how our subconscious works, we are oftentimes trying to be like our parents in one way or very much not like our parents in one way. And this is not limited to if you have a parent that you're proud of or not. We all see things in our parents that we like or don't like, want to emulate, or want to definitely not emulate. And we strive then to be like or very much the opposite of like. And that can drive a lot of behaviors. It oftentimes drives behaviors that don't serve us in a certain environment or a certain time. After I acknowledged, discovered, I should say, this limiting belief, my communication drastically changed. It took practice, though, and it took effort and intention. So I realized that I had been fearing being like my father, and so I was holding back a lot. I was withholding information, withholding thoughts and feelings and expressions out of fear of stating my own needs or wants. I had to let this go, but it was challenging to do. And in the exercise that we did, we nicknamed our new persona. So my new persona was Miss Transparency. Whenever I had that temptation, which believe me, it still came up a lot. Whenever I had the temptation to pull back, to not share my thoughts, my intentions, my selfish desires or needs, I would just say mistransparency and I would push forward and reveal my intentions. Thankfully, I also had some really supportive coworkers who were there in that session, which I went back to after going to the bathroom and crying. I came back and I had some really supportive coworkers who knew my story. And I revealed my limiting belief revelation to them after I came back into the room. And I had some really great coworkers who supported me in that whenever they noticed I started to pull back or I was falling back into old patterns, they would say, hey, Miss Transparency. Be like, ah, yep, okay, <laughs> here we go. And I'd reveal my thoughts and intentions fully 
just lay it all out on the table. This led to some healing, some deeper relationships. Those that had previously assumed negative intentions, those relationships strengthened. I was able to understand them better and they were able to understand me better when transparency was present. Doesn't mean everybody liked me or that I liked everybody, that everyone got along 100% of the time, not by any means, but it led to greater understanding. It led to more humanness in our interactions, which meant that even if we didn't agree, we could still appreciate where each other was coming from because we were able to see where each other was coming from. This was a powerful, powerful moment in my life. I then became obsessed <laughs> with limiting beliefs coaching. I took in as much as I could. I was able to learn from the coach who helped me discover my limiting belief. And I had a strong desire to help others discover theirs. Our minds are made up of a ton of limiting beliefs. So this is not a one and done journey. I have discovered many limiting beliefs since. Once the gates are opened, the awareness starts to increase and you realize just how many limiting beliefs you have it can be intimidating almost. But it can also be really freeing. Because when you realize that it's your beliefs that are limiting you, if you then change your beliefs, nothing is left to limit you. I'm very grateful for that moment where I realized my limiting belief. I'm also grateful for my life journey that led to the formation of that belief as well as the discovery and recovery from that belief. Another important lesson that I've learned in limiting beliefs coaching from both receiving and providing is you cannot blame yourself for what you previously did not know. You cannot know what you did not know. And sometimes what you subconsciously know, it does not mean that that's what you consciously know. So you also cannot blame yourself for what you consciously did not know was going on in your subconscious that was driving your behaviors. Of course, there's always accountability for behaviors. There are consequences for your actions. But you don't need to blame yourself for what you previously did not know. My hope is that perhaps by me revealing on this podcast episode something that is personal to me, it might open your mind or your heart to realizing a limiting belief you've been holding on to. Perhaps you might realize how you've been afraid of being like a parent in some way or how you've been striving to be like a parent in some way, in a way that perhaps isn't serving you. Perhaps neither of these things have occurred and you're thinking, why is this person sharing this story so openly? But I've found that sharing this story has opened a lot of others' eyes to how their childhood, their experiences, their relationships have impacted their decision-making, have impacted the way that they lead their employees, the way that they lead their family, 
and the way that they lead themselves. And if someone, anyone, hearing this story, if their eyes are opened to how a previous experience or relationship or current one for that matter is impacting their decision-making in a way that is not serving them, I would hope that this story might reveal to you that you can break free from that. You can choose a new path. You can act in a new way. I now have a high value of transparency. And I share that when I meet new people, either in networking or potential coaching clients, I will often share just something you should know about me is I really value transparency. And I say that up front so they know that about me and they know that I request it in return. But I also use it as accountability for myself so that if at any point in that conversation, I'm tempted to hold back, I'm tempted to not reveal my thoughts or intentions or feelings, I push past and I be transparent. Now, to be clear, that does not mean I unload or offload. Not sure the right term there, but that does not mean that I offload on them. But I am transparent with them. There's a difference. Being transparent is being open, being seen. But that does not mean that I put it on them. Just allow them to see to see my true intentions in full. I'm upfront about them, so there's no question. Take it or leave it. Here it is. Here's who I am. I hope that hearing this story today serves you well. If it does, please let me know. Please comment, message, share. Let me know if the story impacted you. I hope that my sharing of my story helps you in revealing and sharing yours. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about the podcast, events, workshops, or coaching, visit harnessyourhindrance.com slash mp3. And don't forget to subscribe for the podcast mailing list on our website. I have three asks. I ask that you listen to at least three episodes of this podcast before giving a rating, but then please do. I ask that you share this with three people who may benefit from the conversation you heard today. And I ask that you capture your three takeaways from this content. You may always text message MP3 to 888-523-2494 to stay informed when new episodes come out. Again, thank you for listening.